Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff Steins, our national and presidential expert and noted author. Find his books over at Next Chapter Books, also totallyiowa.com. The Iowa Business Report, the Iowa Politics Report, come to us from KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo. And Jeff, good to have you back this week, my friend. Missed you. Well, it's good to be back. And uh, you're looking fit as all get out. Your posture is so good these days. You know, it, it, it's great. If you put a few metal rods into your spinal cord, guess what? It keeps you right. I, I'm, I'm a posture pal. <laughs> I got, I, it is funny. It is like I have become, I cannot, I, I'm going to be the long, it's going to take me a while to get through airport security now because I got more machine than man inside me now at this point. I, I recall, and this is years ago, uh, someone I knew had a knee replacement and they had to carry with them a wallet card uh, size photo of an x-ray to show, no, I'm not going to set the plane off. I've actually got metal in my leg. Uh-huh. And uh I don't know. You're going to have to bring the whole you're going to have to bring the Mayo Clinic team to the airport to well, see TSA to get you through. Well, it's it's always nice when I go to a TSA checkup because they put me in the the body size wandomatic. And not yeah. only do they can see that so they can tell where all the metal in my body is, but they also give me a nice update on if I have any prostate problems. So it's it's always nice. It's it's kind of thorough. It's a thorough exam. I get there. I, I see the wand omatic Is what? that uh, trademarked by the TSA? <laughs> uh, just, I'm going to let them take the trademark because you don't mess with the TSA, man. I'm just going to let you know you do not mess with the TSA. Well, you, you are a generous sort. So that's good. <laughs> You and I, okay, we're going to get to Fox News here in a second, but I got to just, you and I, about about six months ago, mm-hmm. I asked you the question, could someone from Florida actually win the presidency? And because mm-hmm. it's 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 not exactly our most desired state, you know, it's got it got its you know meth gators and 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 other issues. And DeSantis, you know, I just I want to put aside. I'm going to put aside his culture war crap, his assault on Disney, his clearer tones that if a corporate America does not agree with me, I'm going to punish you. That sort of thing. I'll put that aside. When he comes on out there and he says, "I want to make America Florida," just that one line. I'm like, okay, you just, you, 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 do you understand what a hurdle that is? Because it's like, oh God, no. Oh, sweet Jesus. No, he's got to try to figure out. And don't get me wrong. I, I guarantee you in some corners of the, of conservative worlds that resonates, but that's not going to resonate. Make America, Florida is not going to resonate in the suburbs and in, in, in many States. I, this is a problem for him. If he's going to try to, to win this white house. Okay. But what else does he have? He's got those kick-ass boots. <laughs> well, you know, I was a SEAL and a member of Congress, and uh, okay, that's all very nice. But truly, he's, well, what? In a serious sense, that's what he has to run on. I became the chief executive of a state. I believe I have done things very well. I was reelected. And so, therefore, my best claim to fame is as the chief executive of Florida. So if I say, let's make America Florida— that plays to my strength if you think it's a good thing to make America Florida. See, that's the fundamental premise, right? <laughs> yes. He has nothing else to run on, and if you buy into it, great. The downside is that he has bought into the PR that making Florida what it is now was a good thing. Yes. And yes, there are some who think so, but I mean, that's what it comes down to. He's heard from all sort of sycophants 
that he is doing tremendous stuff, that he's the heir apparent to Trump, that he is Trump's policies without Trump, and he's apparently decided to believe it and go forward. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, he's now got the book out, and I'm sure you'll have him on the program to promote his new book. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard him on a nationally syndicated program, a very favorably disposed interviewer, and um, I was not impressed. Hmm. I have to tell you in the, you know, here's 10 minutes where you're not ripping into Joe Biden. You're not ripping into uh, woke culture, not ripping into Democrats generally. Tell us about the book. Tell us about you, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, wow that's not, it's not a great, uh, great presentation. And that's sort of what you need out the gate mm-hmm. to sell books and sell yourself for president. I have also been told that he has a number of great political skills, but retail politics, Matt, is not one of them. In other words, small talk, meeting with people, going to a pizza ranch in Iowa, not exactly his strong suit. He doesn't like it. He's not good at it. So the problem is he has has such a high bar to meet because of his uh, fawning, sycophantic publicity. I don't know how he could actually meet it. So he's got the two problems here. The actual ones you mentioned about, well, you're kind of putting all your eggs in the Florida basket. Yeah. But, but the, you know, everybody's saying, if only DeSantis would run. Well, I remember people saying, if only Colin Powell would run and how'd that turn out? Well, Same thing. Well, in, I mean, if you're looking for a moderate candidate, Nikki Haley's sitting out there, but no one wants Nikki Haley. They're looking for someone who's going to be the next Trump, and that's they feel it's going to be DeSantis. Can I ask you this? You're in you're in conservative Iowa. Would you know? Forget about just I just forget about who he'll be running against. Just you're mm-hmm. in Iowa. I'm I've been I've lived in Iowa for many years. Yeah. Make America Florida is not a line that's going to sell in Iowa. It just is not because okay. Iowans, like many people. Don't want to be Floridians. They want to be Iowans. And so this idea, and especially when every story that comes out of the state is, you know, in, is is just nuts. I don't think people that's not going to sell. Do you feel it would sell if he came up there to Iowa and said, you know, I'm going to make Iowa Florida? No, because the people in Iowa overwhelmingly reelected people or elected people to make Iowa Iowa. Yes. Whatever that manifestation is right now. Yes. And and so if he comes up and says, oh, look what we've done in Florida, you're going to have a whole bunch of folks here in Iowa say, well, yeah, but we did this, this, and that. Okay, so what? You know, you're just another one of those uh, free states. Okay, great. Um, you know, that's the phrase that's being used a lot now, the free state of this or that. Uh, you know, it, it, it may sell in a state where it's much more of a jump ball. It may sell very well for him to go to big blue cities and rail against uh, blue cities and their governments. Yeah, I don't think that uh, New Hampshire or Iowa, either one, is is necessarily as receptive to the message as Fox News might hope that the, that it is. Come be the magic and splendor of Tampa. Oh, God, no. Uh, that's, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, that, that's... Raise hand if you've been to Tampa. Oh, yeah, yeah there, there you go. You. There oh, you no, go. No. Still have the glitter on me. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, the the one thing was just really quick. We'll wrap up DeSantis here. Um, mm-hmm. Trump clearly is taking him seriously, and Trump's now going after him. Trump mm-hmm. is still the favored candidate. The latest polling that came on out said that any advantage DeSantis was having is now gone. That Trump is now firmly in the lead. And as you said, his presentation, DeSantis's presentation is tough. 
remember back in 2016 how he how Trump methodically took out every other Republican challenger. He's starting it again. DeSantis, I don't think, is going to last too long, frankly. I'm surprised he's doing what he's doing this early. I, I think he would have been better advised to actually do the job he was just reelected to do. This is March 1st. He's not even two months into a second term. There's plenty of time. And there'd be plenty of time for the, in no order, Haley's, Scott's, Pence's, Pompeo's of the world, all these folks who are either going to do whispering campaigns or throw their hat in the ring. Fine. Let them all just kind of gather and be the foil for Trump and then get in at a later point. Mm -hmm. But he's not doing that. And I'm, I'm just, I just don't think that's going to serve him well, because to your point, have you heard Trump tear into Haley or Pompeo or Pence lately? No. No, not a bit of it because he doesn't need to. He thinks he needs to with DeSantis, which suggests he does take him seriously. And it's true. You know, I don't care what poll you look at. It's like a, quote, two-man race. Um, But, uh, boy, the disloyalty thing with Trump, and you and I have talked about this uh, on other occasions and other contexts, Trump favors loyalty above all else. Uh, He can't be pleased that people who used to work for him or that he appointed or that he helped are thinking of running against him. But he's letting it all go with the other one so far, and it's all de sanctimonious all the time. The and I will say this one thing: uh, Scott Jensen, who ran and lost uh, the governor's race to Walls last year in Minnesota, mm-hmm. he basically he was on the campaign trail in Minnesota way early. I mean, he, you know, you know, starting pretty much right after uh, you know twenty you know twenty twenty one rolled uh, rolled in. I mean, he was out there starting to lay to the foundation. So I get to a point. I get why you want to start early. You can build a foundation. But as you just said, what you've done is put yourself in the eyes of Trump and the sights of Trump, and he's 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 targeting you up at this point. Well, one thing too, there is a conservative pack, and I don't know that I can find their name for you right now, but they're running ads all across the state of Iowa. It's a pro DeSantis pack, and they are ripping into Nikki Haley, and basically saying <laughs> okay. Nikki Haley, well, she looks good, but her policies are terrible, and she quit on Donald Trump, but we need Ron DeSantis. And I'm thinking, a DeSantis pack, and that's how they identify themselves. They're taking, they're tearing into Nikki Haley because she looks good on TV, but I'm thinking, why? Why are you doing such, I I don't even get it. (laughs) Well, might as well put in an ad attacking me. You know, it's just kind of, I hate saying it because it's kind of brutal, but it's kind of irrelevant, isn't it? I mean, it just is, I I just, it's going to be Trump or it's, you know, unless Trump, something happens, it probably will be DeSantis. But how about just be pro-DeSantis? Why, okay, Nikki Haley's the only one to officially announce, oh, we're going to show her a thing or two. I I mean, it, it sounds... If you didn't know better, you'd think it was a Trump pack. Yeah. That's the level of kind of immature attack that it's taking. Uh all right. Let let's let's go to Fox <laughs> News. All right. Okay. So the the thing which I find to be amazing. And I the, the, the I was when I started looking at the news there was I think it was yesterday morning. There was it's of course, there's a lot of salacious comments here about what they did know and did not know. And, you know, yeah. the Dobbs and Bartiromo were basically really pushing the the stop the steal stuff. And, 
they, they were believing in it, but pretty much everyone else was off off the record was saying it wasn't real, that this was fake, we're going down the wrong path, but on air we're doing it. They're in big trouble in the Dominion lawsuit. But there came a moment where this story dramatically changed, and it was when Rupert Murdoch acknowledged that he had given inside information on Biden's ads and debate strategy to Jared Kushner prior to events. And I said, whoa, okay, now this is something new. This is something different. Because as you and I talk about, you, okay, the Dominion lawsuit, that's a Dominion lawsuit. But now all of a sudden you're a news organization and you'll be the first, you've taught news. You don't do this sort of thing. You're not supposed to do this sort of thing. And the fact that they were so openly putting their hand on one side of the scale and now are out and getting caught on it. This is actual real trouble now, I think, for Fox News. What's your thoughts on this? Well, do you remember how the folks on the right and Fox News just excoriated Donna Brazil when she was working with CNN for tipping uh, candidates uh, about uh, uh, debate questions? I mean, they just could not have more haughty disdain for such things. How is this different? Well, it's worse. It's worse. The sharing of the ads. I mean, the debate stuff, the debate strategy stuff there is. So the Biden campaign goes to Fox News. Here's our ads. And and Murdoch apparently calls Jared Kushner saying before an ad is aired, here's the ads. Here's the narratives they're going with. We want to make sure you know first. Holy God. Well, see, that's the thing. And that was the whole point. They thought what Brazil did or did not do, whatever, uh, was just this worst offense against humanity. You're disclosing commercial information. It's the ownership of the company contacting the president's son-in-law. I mean, the Murdoch family Thanksgivings are, are they got to be a sight to see anyway with the splits in that family. But it's, you know, it, it's, I have no time for these talking heads who espouse one thing on the air and then say something the opposite. You're not doing pro wrestling. You're talking about the future of a democratic republic. And so for them to just act like it's just a big game uh, and then for Murdoch to uh, have admitted doing these things, how do you trust any of these people? This is why journalism has taken such a beating lately. And we're not, you know, talking heads, that's not journalism, but it's all lumped into the same thing of, quote, media. Mm-hmm. And why do people not have the time of day for it anymore? No surprise. The Does Biden have a lawsuit here? I mean, I mean, if you're a campaign and you're sharing details there, you're not basically having the news station. I mean, I just think about any of the radio stations you and I have worked on or anything like this. We never do anything like this because, I mean, it, the, 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 the immediate fear would be, well, then the, the can, candidate could sue us you know, sort of thing. Well, the, the only thing, I mean, you, I could see Murdoch. Well, I can't see it, but I could see it. Murdoch calling the Trump side saying, you know, Biden just made a $9 million ad buy with us. You know, hello, you guys might want to get here, but the details of it, you wouldn't do that. And no. I suppose somebody could, so no, I don't think there's a lawsuit simply because the stuff winds up airing very quickly anyway. And, you know, so what advantage was gained at it? They didn't deny them the ad time. They sold it to them at the normal rate, et cetera, et cetera. But it is it is just a cratering of any tissue of credibility. And from a business standpoint, you don't do that. I mean, did you ever call the Chevy dealer and say, Psst, 
the Ford dealer just placed a bunch of ads here on the radio station. I don't think you'd do that. No, I don't think you would. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. When I come on back, I'm going to ask yeah. you the point about value because clearly Fox News was giving tremendous value to the Trump campaign, which Absolutely. you're not supposed to have on one side or the other. You're supposed to be neutral. You're supposed to offer equal things. These are the rules of radio, uh, media broadcasting. And yeah. so let's talk about that when we come back. Jeff Stein with his usual weekly visit, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein joining us, 952-946-6205. So, Jeff, on that question, value added to a campaign, because once again, the rules are this, is that, you know, we as a radio station, when political season is up, we have to offer the same ad rates for one side or the other. You have to add equal value. If I have an hour-long show with a candidate, I have to offer equal time to the other candidate. Funny, a lot of Republicans don't want to come on my show for some reason. That being said, uh, but you you have to offer the equal time, and that's kind of the rules on this. Here's where it gets really kind of interesting. Clearly, Fox News gave value to the Trump campaign by giving them the information about the Biden ads. They, they also gave them value by giving them, you know, d- debates, you know, you know, you know the narratives and stuff like that they were going to go with. It, it it really does sound that they got some value. Is that where they get into trouble? Because once again, that there are very strict rules that you cannot offer one thing to one side and not the other. There's, there's a merging of a couple of things here. When we're talking about over the air radio and television, that's when you have to follow all of the equal time rules, et cetera, because they're government regulated licenses. When you start talking about cable satellite channels, well, those don't those don't travel with a government license. Okay, so AM 950 as a government license, you got to follow a bunch of rules. But where they do get tripped up, to your point about value, is any F, uh, federal uh, elections commission, any FEC rule. If you give in kind value and it's not documented and reported as a donation, that's where you have a whole heap of trouble. Mm-hmm. And so if uh, you know, if the Matt McNeil Creative Agency came up with a bunch of ads and donated its time to the campaign, whatever campaign, but you didn't disclose that it was a donation, that's a contribution. That's an in-kind political contribution. And so that's where you could really have some issues, not so much with the broadcasting rules, which are serious for licensed entities, but did Rupert make a campaign donation of in-kind information or services? And if so, what's the value of that? And had he already made contributions, never mind that they weren't disclosed, but now has he gone over the limit? I mean, that's where you can get tripped up. It's sort of like uh, they got Capone for tax evasion too. Yeah, You know, it's not the sexy thing, but it's the thing that'll trip you up. And thanks, and right on the call there, I forget forget that that, that those don't apply to the cable networks there. Uh, It sounds like Murdoch... I think to protect Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and the rest, mm. it sounds like Bob Romo is the one that that they're kind of he he himself side kind of pointed towards her, who has been one of the biggest, you know, you know, megaphones for the you know the twenty twenty was stolen narrative. Um, is there a way? I mean, I, I I mean, obviously Fox News is going to be in trouble. They they're big trouble because of this Dominion lawsuit. 
But is there a way that they can filter this down to just one of the people there, or is the network still going to be in – even if there is one person who clearly seems like is the point person of trouble, is the whole network still in trouble? Well, look, they got rid of Lou Dobbs yeah. right after uh, Biden became president within you know two months uh, and got him out the door even though he had a contract. Uh, I, they like Marta Romo, uh, and she's uh, – focused more on the business things of late as opposed to election conspiracies. I don't think you can winnow it down to one person because you've got all of these memos and texts and things flying back and forth where multiple people, high profile people whose names you would know are saying, I don't believe this stuff or saying, what's the matter? I, I love this one. They, they, one of their white house reporters think white house is Jackie Heinrich. Yeah. I don't know anything about her, but I've seen her on the, on the TV box. And so she was reporting accurately about some of these things. And you've got the, the Fox hosts calling for her to be fired, calling internally for her to be fired because doesn't she know what our audience wants to hear? Exactly. That, that was, that was pretty damning. And, and as well, there's the argument they're putting forward. Well, that wasn't our news shows. Those were our opinion shows, but there comes a part is if you're Fox news, that's what your shows, those are your highest rated shows. And you weren't putting anything on the air to contradict this. It's the company. It's the brand. Yeah. Okay. So yes, there is a difference. There's supposed to be a firewall between the news and the opinion, but the audience sees it as being blurred. You get people like Hannity who says, I'm not a journalist, but we do journalism on my show. What? <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm not a beer master, but I'll serve you a 16 ounce pint. I, I don't understand <laughs> this. And so when, when they blur the lines like that, then you are you going to have to be hospitalized? You're laughing. You're turning red. I, you it's know, just, do you need to I adjust? Like it's it's, Sean, it's Sean Hannity. It's like I don't make meatballs, but I'm a huge meatball on my show. That's kind of where we're at. We got to end it there. You're nicely done, Jeff. Uh, I'll put out the Iowa politics report a little bit later on. Jeff, we'll talk to you next week. Hour number two. That's coming up next. <laughs>